So, all right. I, are you ready to jump into the webinar now that we uh, killed about 20 minutes trying to fix stuff on our end? That's okay. Just crap happens. <laughs> I'm sure everybody is, is understandable because it's your first one. So. I guess it shows everybody that we're all just faking it until we make it, right? <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. So let's start out. April, let's kind of just start with something that you've been thinking a lot about lately, and then we'll see what questions come up from there. What do you mean? What kind of theme are we discussing, Brad? I think we should talk about what are, what are the big things in your life that you've noticed that have been the keys to your success? The top couple. I would say probably just consistency and pushing forward. Um, I actually had this conversation with a lady in the forum that I've helped for a couple of years and um, had this conversation with her today, actually. And, you know, whenever you're focusing on adding muscle mass and you have the, the training down, you know, the food is kind of the key component. Mm -hmm. And just the mental aspect of getting over the, the fluffy days, the fat days, the, you know, all that kind of comes with the territory and the key is just not to look back and, you know, consistently want to, it's a natural knee jerk reaction to want to oh, cut yeah. your calories as soon as you wake up and you've got a Buddha belly one day, you know, but just continue to push through. And that's what I was telling her was basically, you know, I just beasted my workouts and continued to push through even with the doubts. And then within three months I started seeing all these new muscles mm -hmm. and then that was kind of like, Oh, crap, it's working, you know, and that was kind of the reassurance that I needed, and then it just kind of goes forward from there. Um, but I would say, you know, consistency is a key thing, and one of the biggest milestones for me is I used to be very OCD and very rigid about things, and taking more of a relaxed approach, you know, of things with food, things with training, you know, like what you said, you know, life happens sometimes, and sometimes we have to change our schedule or, you know, make adjustments, you know, whatever. But rather than being so rigid and getting so stressed out, you know, you basically just adjust as you go. Yeah, exactly. You know, I had, I have the same, same experiences on a daily basis, right? You know, and it's one of those things that I think a lot of people assume that they're the only ones that are experiencing that. And, you know, we all go through it and, you know, I have struggled with the same things of, you know, trying to get bigger and trying to get stronger. The training for me is the easy part. You know, the eating is the hard part. And a lot of times it's, you know, you, you start to eat a little more and you wake up one day, you know, when you feel like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have eaten all that yesterday. And I'm feeling a little bit not what I was yesterday. And that's a completely normal feeling to have, but to just know that you're on the right track and you're doing the right things. And, you know, success never looks like, you know, from here to here. It is always up and down and up and down and up and down and then you get there. I mean, and the same thing happens in training. Like, perfect example, probably two weeks ago I hit a PR in one of my Olympic lifts. And since that day I haven't even come close. You know, and, and instead of throwing in the towel and quitting or saying, you know, I'm not doing the right things and – you know, and, and quitting the gym I'm at and finding a new program and doing all these things, it's like, oh, well, I know that there's going to be good days and there's going to be days where I kind of, I feel like I'm backsliding, but I know I'm not and I'm just going to keep staying the course. So I think that's one of the things is 
I think consistency is super easy when things are going well, right? Like, you know, if you're just, if you're just making progress, you're like, Oh, I got this. This is, I can continue to do this. It's, you know, how resilient can you be in your consistency when stuff kind of, you know, when, when it hits the fan and things aren't going exactly how you want them to go. I absolutely agree. And, and the, the thing that you said, you know, in regards to you hit the PR a couple of weeks ago and then since then, you know, rather than, you know, giving up or like what you said, you know, go to a different gym, try a different, try a different training program, you know, so many different, you know, outside factors, sleep, stress, you know, it could be, you know, not just, you know, mm -hmm. just once your day. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. I have those days. There's days <laughs> I go in the gym and I feel like She-Ra and I'm just talking so much trash and throwing stuff around. And then there's other days that I go to pick up, you know, a dumbbell that I just swung around a couple of days ago and I could barely get it up. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, what's going on? <laughs> Do I need to take some more pre-workout? <laughs> You're like, my traps are feeling a little deflated. What happened? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of the big things for you is consistency. And one of the things I've found for me that's helped me be successful in, in pretty much anything, and I think it goes more towards, you know, kind of life and things like that, you know, not just the training and the nutrition piece, but, and I think this is the hardest thing, at least for me personally, but it's honesty and it's being honest with yourself, but being, you know, it's hard to be honest with yourself when things aren't going well, right? And you know, you're not doing the right things but then not beating yourself up about it. Like you have to just say, okay, you know, I haven't been eating like I should to make progress. I haven't, let's say you have, you have a relationship that's not going well. You know, you're like, okay, well, it's not going well because, you know, I'm not doing X, Y, and Z that I know I need to. And then realizing just because, you know, you're being honest with yourself and things have happened and, you haven't done exactly what you should do. That doesn't make you worth any less. It doesn't make you a bad person. Just being like, oh, okay, I've made some, I don't even want to say mistakes, but I've done some things that haven't helped me towards my goal. And the more honest you can be, the better, because then you can make a change and you can make a step forward. I think a lot of times what happens is we're scared to be honest with ourselves because it is hard, right? You know, it's hard to be like, you know what, I haven't been doing what I need to do to succeed. And then you can use that to move yourself forward. So don't be, don't be afraid to be honest with yourself. Cause if you can't be honest with yourself, who can you be honest with, you know, and you've got to learn to, to just kind of take ownership of some of those things, but use it as a benefit and a positive and basis to move forward and not things to hang up on. Yeah, the, it's, it's funny, I had a conversation with um, with someone earlier that I've coached for a while, and, you know, he's, during stressful times, his eating is always off plan, you know, basically just a lot of stress eating and, you know, foods that don't have protein, things like that, and, you know, usually results in a couple of pounds gained, and it's been overly stressed, and I told him, I was like, you know, I was like, bottom line is, I said, we all have these periods of overlap, I said, we all veer off the road, you know, at times, you know, everybody does. I said, but the key is to get the, turn the wheel and get it back on the road, you know, over time versus continuing to veer off the road and run it into the ditch. Mm -hmm. I said, you run into the ditch and then you're going to have to call a tow truck to eventually tow you out to get back on the road again. I said, you know, but the key is 
you see yourself going off the road, go ahead and steer it back on and, you know, you, you know what you need to do, you know, and just take the proper steps in, in doing it. Exactly. So those are kind of two big things that we've talked about, you know, so we've got commitment and we've got honesty. What are a couple other big things that you've found that help you be successful? I don't know. I just, <laughs> it's hard. No, I agree with what you, I, I agree with what you said, you know, being honest to yourself. Cause I think a lot of times if we aren't honest with ourselves, you know, we're basically kind of, you kind of ignore the truth, you know, mm -hmm. you kind of, you know, just completely disregard because you don't want to accept the truth. So when you're honest with yourself, you know what you need to do, you know, or know what you need to change to, to get better and to improve. So I do agree, you know, in regards to that aspect, I would say that the, the biggest thing for me overall is, is, you know, the, during this whole journey and process, it's been mental. It's been, you know, it's, it's just the mental barrier and it's just learning to, to accept, you know, the number on the scale, except, you know, like what you said, not every day is going to be, you know, a, a beast day in the gym. It's, you know, rather than overthinking, you just continue to continue to show up, continue to do the work and don't punish yourself too much whenever you, you know, whenever you make a mistake, like what you said, you know, everybody makes mistakes rather than punishing yourself too much, you know, you, make up for it, get back on. Yeah. So, you know, kind of the, to talk about the mental piece a little bit, I think one of the things that is, is so incredibly helpful is learning to be mentally resilient. You know, I think all of us can be really mentally tough or mentally strong when things are going really well. And this kind of speaks back to the consistency piece, but, you know, how do we kind of pick ourselves up from our bootstraps when things don't go well? You know, when you have a week of things not going the way you wanted them to, you know, you can either just kind of be like, you know what, I'm just going to continue down that path or I'm going to be like, okay, let's just reset and start over again. What do you, you know, how do you personally go about doing that? How do you kind of just stay mentally tough and resilient and bounce back from when a day doesn't go as well as you hoped? I don't I guess I just know, you know, just picking up, you can't cause that much damage in a day or a week versus, you know, months and months worth of work. You mm -hmm. know, I tell people all the time when, when I'm reviewing, like in the coaching program and I'm reviewing their food, you know, and they stress about, you know, oh my goodness, the weekend, you know, where I had a bad day, you know, I was making such progress. And I'm like, you know, one out of seven days is not going to ruin you know, one day is not going to ruin the other six, mm -hmm. you know, so just kind of just focusing on the big picture rather than focusing on the, the small things, you know, it was kind of key for me. Yeah, exactly. And I think part of that too, another thing that's really helpful, and this is what I think is so great about Eat to Perform is the community aspect of it is a lot of times it's really hard to get yourself out of some of those mental states and it's so incredibly helpful to have other people around who can kind of pick you up, right? I mean, kind of go back to the days of, you know, as cheesy as it sounds like high school sports when you're, you're doing something and you have a team around you to kind of pick you up, you know, have support systems that are there. So when, when you're not doing well, that's what they're there for. They're there to, you know, kind of, talk you off the ledge, so to speak, is be like, you know what? Things are going to be fine. You're doing great. You had, you had one bad play. You had one bad meal. You skipped training one day. 
life is about, you know, the accumulation. It's not about this one slice in time. So, you know, really use your support system that you have to kind of make you go further. I agree. And there's, you know, there's literally thousands and thousands of, of people on your team that, you know, have experienced the same thing, mm-hmm. you know, who, who may be experiencing the same day you can relate, you know, or, you know, just experienced it, you know, a month ago and they picked themselves out of it. And, you know, for me, it's kind of, you know, I have, a, I actually have an exercise that I do. Um, and I know males have it too. Females generally have the negative self-talk, you know, and I know that, I know that males have it, but females are probably more vocal about it. Um, but I did an exercise we just, we years ago. We just it all down inside know. until it explodes. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Y'all have to keep yours kind of hidden. Um, I know. And then eventually you'll go, you know, see some sappy movie, you know, with your girlfriend, and she'll look over and you're like crying or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, that that may have happened not too far in the recent past. So I'm just going to throw that out there. But I used to be extremely guilty of negative self-talk, you know, where, you know, I would just focus on the negative things about myself or – you know, everything could be going great. You know, I get on the scale and see some stupid number and then I would just, just say horrible, horrible things to myself. Mm -hmm. But I actually started doing an exercise where whenever I thought or said something out loud that was negative about myself, I would come back and say two positive things about myself. So I had to say, my goodness. World War Three is going on. <laughs> I think my son is having an issue. But I this, on this positive. episode of The Walking Dead, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think he might be losing at a video game. Oh. My husband is currently out of town, so I'm here solo. So. <laughs> Babysitting so no technology. <laughs> we were we were just having all sorts of issues tonight. <laughs> but back to the the story is for every negative thing I said I would have to say two positive things in return and it didn't have to be you know it couldn't be anything completely made up it had to be something you know legitimate like you know either something about myself or something about my personality or you know I may say you know you look bloated and chunky today you know then I would have to say two positive things and it could be well, you're a great listener, and your traps look good today. You know, but it's your traps do look good today, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. Sometimes <laughs> when you when you have that negative self talk, you know, coming back and and trying to you know focus on the positives, you know, it really helps and it makes you realize that you know I have much more positive attributes by myself versus the negatives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. And I think this kind of, you know, this is a great way to segue kind of into some of the mindset piece. I know a few months ago we, we wrote some stuff about this, but um, the idea of, you know, it's basically how do you view yourself? You know, you can either kind of take this approach of, it's, it's called either a fixed or a growth mindset. And the fixed mindset is, you know, you have a set level of intelligence. You are who you are. You can't change it. Um, and the growth mindset is basically... I am who I am now, but I can become whoever I want. And it's, it's so interesting in that just kind of dichotomizing into those two pieces of how you view yourself really reflects how you approach everything. So somebody with like a fixed mindset, if there's a challenge of something they might fail at, they think, okay, well, if I fail, that means I'm a failure. So I'm not even going to try it. Or 
you know, I'm this weight or I'm this body fat or I'm this and I'm just never going to change. This is just who I am versus a growth mindset is, okay, well, I could get better. And if I challenge myself, I might succeed and I might get better. And, you know, this weight, this isn't who I am. This is just where I am right now. And this is where I can be next. So just even something as simple as kind of viewing yourself as somebody who can grow and change is really, really powerful instead of viewing yourself as somebody with a fixed mindset. And, you know, this sounds like a lot of mumbo jumbo, but there's actually like research that's been done when things as simple as they'll like give people a paragraph to read that is like a fixed mindset paragraph and then have them do a task or they'll give them a growth mindset paragraph and have them do a task. And just the way people respond to something as simple as that is really powerful. So that's just, that's something I think all of us can really take away from, you know, when it's, let's say you had a bad training session, like you had no energy, you just weren't mentally into it. You can either view it as, okay, this was just today and I'm somebody who can grow and get better. So tomorrow is going to be an opportunity to grow and get better. Or if you have this fixed mindset of, oh, you know, I, I cut it two reps short today because I was tired. That's just who I am. That's who I'm going to always be. So it's just something even as simple and easy as that. Very interesting. I like it. Yeah. So are you ready for your traps and wrap session? session? Yes. I have not prepared any traps or any wraps. <laughs> yeah, before the call, we were talking about what our theme was going to be, and I told April that it was going to be traps and wrap. <laughs> so Paul's dub smash the other day was quite spectacular, by the way. That was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to have to jump in on that. I'm going to have to tell everybody something really embarrassing. I tried for an hour the other day to figure out how to use the dub smash app. Couldn't figure it out. <laughs> I was like, I haven't even tried yet. And I can tell you that if you couldn't figure it out, I know I can't figure it out. I was in my hotel room and it was like 10 at night. Cause I, I was traveling. I was like, okay, I'm going to make an awesome dub smash video. I downloaded the app. Couldn't figure it out. So, so what song had you picked out that you're going to do? <sighs> Gangster's paradise. Obviously. Really? I was telling I was telling my husband that we needed to do a duet, kind of like Paul and Vicky did, but I wanted to do like gin and juice. Sipping on gin and juice. <laughs> yeah, here's another embarrassing story. So I went out. I don't usually like go out on the town, but I went out with my parents one night because that's just what I do. <laughs> and so we were at a we were at a karaoke piano bar, and Gangsters Paradise came on. And my mom goes up to the guy who's like the DJ and says, oh, my son knows this song. Let me give him the microphone. So she makes me go up on stage in front of all these people. And I have to rap Gangster's Paradise in front of probably 400 people. And I hadn't had a drink, so I was stone sober. And I was like, this is the most embarrassing moment of my life. <laughs> I totally rocked it. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Did you read the comments? Somebody, I can't see the comments. Somebody told me I need to approach Dub Smash with a growth mindset. That is, you're so right. <laughs> see, I am not fixed. I can figure this out. Maybe, maybe tonight, post-webinar, I'm going to just... You have to practice what you preach. See, let's see. I think I even have it on my phone still. This was, this was the bane of me for an hour. 
So if anybody has a tutorial on how to use Dub Smash, I'm perfectly okay with that. I am I am probably about a thousand percent sure you could probably find a YouTube video teaching you how to do it. We needed a YouTube video to tell us how to use this tonight. That was a train wreck. Well, oh, you know oh. what? <laughs> I have a very, very embarrassing story, and Sarah knows this, is I am not tech savvy at all. <laughs> And I have a MacBook Pro and literally had had it for over almost two years. And I did not know how to um, copy and paste. No, not copy and paste. I did not have, know how to Photoshop. So I wanted to Photoshop a picture as a funny joke. And I literally went online and watched a tutorial from an eight-year-old kid on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a growth mindset, learning from everybody. That's right. So does... Does anybody in the audience have any specific questions before I turn it over to April for the next question to ask? All right. Either people are not typing away or I don't know how to work this go-to meeting thing. <laughs> Either one's possible. Is there any is there any questions in the chat? Ooh, Tanya says she has one. Okay, great. Tanya, fire away. We'll 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 give her a minute to type. So what kind of training program are you currently following? Um, so I just started Olympic lifting. I'd say mostly full-time, so I Olympic lift five days a week, and then I just do some hypertrophy-based work probably three or four days a week. And I just started, so I'm doing a lot of snatching, a lot of clean and jerking, and a lot of squatting. So the, like the squatting today was um, a heavy set of five, a heavy set, heavy set of three, a heavy set of one, and then three by ten. So that was, that was a lot. Kind of similar to like Wendler with like the Joker sets, the down sets. That's exactly what it is. It's Wendler with the Joker sets. Right. So now, do you do your hypertrophy work during the same session, or do you break it up and do double sessions? I do double sessions. So you do double sessions. Well, I hope you're eating enough to recover from all that, Brian. I am doing my best. <laughs> I last now, week was hard because I was in San Diego, so I had to eat on the go, um, but. I stopped at the grocery store last night on my way home from the airport and loaded up my fridge, which I've, I've sent pictures and put those on the meal planning group and people have laughed at me for my OCD in my fridge. So I, I might not share those anymore because you guys just attack me. Okay. Oh, we got a question. Um, can we address a topic that comes up in slot a lot? Ooh, that's, see, we should have Tanya on for traps and wraps. She just rhymed. Um, it says, I am done with a program, usually a strength one, such as Wendler, after 8 to 12 weeks. Um, what does that mean? Maybe newer lifters could use some input that these don't necessarily have to end, but the benefits from many programs can go on for quite a while. Ooh, Tanya, that's a really good point. So I think a lot of times, um, and I'm, I've been guilty of this in my life too, so I am not... I am just as guilty as anybody else. So a lot of times, you know, we get these great eight to 12 week programs and people think that, okay, so we just, we do this eight to 12 weeks and we're done and we move on to something completely different. Well, when you look at people who are really successful and do, you know, 
either bodybuilders, deadlift, deadlifters, powerlifters, Olympic lifters, deadlifters, you know, they basically run the same type of program for a decade, right? But they just, they tweak different variables. So, you know, if you want to, if you're doing a Wendler, let's say your goal for this year is to get stronger. Well, you don't, you don't want to do Wendler for eight to 12 weeks and then go on and start doing Metcons seven days a week because that's really not what your goal is. So what you can do is you take that Wendler program, you run it from the eight, the week one to week 12, and then you start over and you do another Wendler program with your new numbers that you've gained. So you might take like a week or two to kind of deload a little bit, get a little bit of conditioning work in, do some rehab, prehab, whatever you need to do, and then start the cycle all over again. So that's what most people who want to really get stronger or really get bigger are going to do. Um, that's one of the great ways of continuing with those programs. So instead of program hopping and never getting really good solid results, you can do that because your body will adapt pretty quickly to programs, but to get the full extent of what those are meant to do, you need to do it for a long period of time. So it's kind of like, you know, if you were to play basketball, because that's what I played, so it's, it's a good analogy for me. If I wanted to become a good jump shooter, I'm not going to shoot for 8 to 12 weeks and then be like, okay, now I want to be a good dribbler, right? You're going to shoot for 10 years. You're just going to take, I'm going to shoot for 8 to 12 weeks, and I'm going to take a couple weeks to work on a few little things, and then I'm going to go back for another 8 to 12-week program. So that's a really good way um, to do that. And that is a very great question. I agree, so. and I think what you were talking about in regards to the program hopping is one of the worst things, you know, because a lot of times some people get, you know, programs off of online, bodybuilding.com, whatever, you know, and a lot of those programs are only either four to six weeks. So they do that, and then they're done, and they go to something else, and they really can't maximize, you know, the benefits from a program that short. Mm -hmm. You know, and like what you said, you rerun your numbers, continue on. What I've done in the past is I would run it a few cycles. And then, you know, if, you, if you're if you kind of stalling a little bit and, you know, say, for example, you're continuing to increase on your squat and on your deadlift, but you're stalling on bench, um, I would focus on adding in a movements and assistant ex or accessory movements to bring my bench up. So, you know, if exactly. you know you're weak, you know, in the hole, then I'm going to incorporate movements to get me stronger there. You know, so it's kind of your, you know, you're kind of working on your goals, like what you're saying, you know, about the basketball. You know, you're going to really, really focus and practice on that one thing. And then, you know, for a couple of weeks, you're going to, you know, focus on something else, but then come back to it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's, I think the same thing happens in, in dieting too. I think, you know, people diet hop, right? And you get the you get the same effect, right? You you might get some short term success for a little bit, and then you're going to jump something else, and then you're going to jump something else. When really, it's the long game that is the most important. And it, it unfortunately, it's it's really hard because seeing the, seeing the long view at the start isn't the most attractive to our desire to have things now, right? So it's, it's one of those things where sometimes just finding a goal that you really want and then taking the long view. 
So it's, it's just one of those things where approaching it that way, you're going to be far more successful than if you decide to do a bunch of little things and chop it up. You know, you tend to, you tend to appreciate things that you actually have to work for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like when you were younger, you know, you may have wanted something and your parents bought it for you. But if you actually wanted something and they're like, no, I'm not buying it for you, you have to save, you have to work and earn that. And it may have taken you, you know, I will never forget when I was younger. This is, this is the most horrible story ever. <laughs> <laughs> but I used to, I was very smart with my money, but we would get allowance every week. And I would save my money, and my sisters would go blow theirs every single week. But I would hoard mine away, and then when one of yeah, pretty much <laughs> one of my uncle, if anybody came over, I'd ask them for five dollars. Yeah, I was young, you know, but ask them for money. So I was very smart, and I would hoard it all away. And I think I was like eleven years old, and over the course of a couple of years, I had like nine hundred dollars, and I used to only get like two hundred dollars allowance a week. Oh, two hundred, two dollars. I'm sorry, two dollars. Um, so my birthday, I'd get like twenty dollars. But anyway, so I went. I took that money. Well, not all of it, but I took a big chunk of that money. And there was this black leather jacket. This was back in the eighties. It had like the fringes on it. <laughs> Did it have a collar and you could pop? Yes. I went and bought that, and I thought that that was like the greatest jacket ever because. That was my money that, you know, uh, vacuumed and scrubbed toilets and rape yard and whatever else for versus, you know, someone just buying you something. And you tend to appreciate things and, and kind of protect things that you really, really work for versus things that are just given to you. Yeah, I had I have an equally embarrassing story when I did the same thing to save up for rollerblades because I was really into rollerblading. But my mom, every time I rollerbladed, I had to wear wrist guards, a helmet, elbow pads, and knee pads. It was, I was that kid. Um, okay, we have another question. So besides heavy lifting, are there other programs slash training to build muscle? I am a beginner in strength training. I did a TRX class today and it was great. So actually one of the, one of the things about heavy weightlifting is it's not necessarily the best way to build muscle tissue. You you will get, you'll get stronger and you'll build some muscle tissue, but really kind of the optimal way to grow muscle is kind of focusing on the muscle growth itself. So you can, you can focus on strength where strength is kind of a combination of, you know, muscle activation and then also your, your nervous system because it's basically rate of force development, all sorts of nerdy things. But you can you kind of have two things is muscle helps with strength and then also you have a muscle your nervous system that helps with strength whereas if you want to just focus on building muscle you can work in different rep ranges so you can go from kind of the the 3 rep range to the 15 to 20 rep range and just focusing on the amount of volume you get in in a training session um, is really going to be what dictates muscle growth so let's say if you want to get your legs bigger and stronger you know, you can squat 10 sets of one um, at a really heavy weight, or you can squat, you know, six sets of eight, right? And think about the volume difference between those two. You're going to be able to do a lot more reps and put a lot more work on the actual muscle tissue. So your muscles are going to be contracting more 
they're going to be more metabolically active and there's going to be a lot more things like that in a six sets of eight type of rep scheme than a 10 sets of one if, the, if that kind of intuitively makes sense and so basically kind of how you would program your training is you would program it to do your lifts anywhere from that kind of four to five rep range to the upwards of even 20 reps and focusing really on when you're doing your sets is kind of getting your muscles as targeted as possible and trying to get as much muscle fatigue put into those muscles as you can during a training session. So those are good ways to do it. And you can do that through, you know, barbell training, dumbbell training. TRX is a good way to use, you know, a lot of things like a lot of times when you're first starting out and you don't have a lot of, especially back strength, um, TRX is a great way to do like inverted rows and things like that. So those are some, those are some ways other than just heavy lifting to, to build muscle. What are your thoughts, April? I think someone that's new in training can see pretty, pretty significant results, you know, in the beginning, just by, you know, incorporating something, you know, you can do, you can make a lot of gains just with body weight movements, mm -hmm. you know, things like that, you know, so when, you know, as you're new and you're kind of just getting into it, I think, I think TRX will be great. Yeah. And then you just, as you gradually get into it, you just kind of advance from there, you know. Yeah, especially one of the benefits of using something like TRX as a beginner is it gives you, like when you're squatting with a TRX, you know, it kind of gives you something to balance on and work on a lot of those those form-based things. So um, that's also a good way as, a, as you're starting out to kind of get more volume in in a session. All right. Ooh, and then we have another one. Other for – oh, it was kind of the same question. So you can – you know, you can incorporate anything from, you know, heavy barbell training all the way down to body weight and TRX and just kind of focusing on overall volume in your muscles. So we are, we're kind of, we're almost running out of time. Are there any last minute questions before we let people go? Well, no, you, you did a great job on your first webinar. You know, now you know, <laughs> next time, you know. After the, uh, yeah, that was so weird. I don't know why the, the Google volume wasn't working. I probably sure. screwed something up. I'm sure it was just a, some little tweak or, or something. I don't know. That's why I had messaged you and was like, you know, I hope you know how to start it because I don't. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, it, it worked. It was the, the Google Hangout still going live. So hopefully it recorded. I might get a, I might get a Facebook message from Paul going, what did you do? There's no audio for a podcast. So that, that might happen. We'll let everybody know tomorrow. So, all right. Well, we are going to shut this down and we're going to let everybody go. And hopefully we answered some questions and make sure if there's any more, you just um, drop in at the coaching Q and a group and let us know. Good night, everybody. All right. Good night.